Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, my friend? What's up, Gary? How are you doing? I'm alright. How are you doing, pal? Feeling good? Feeling, feeling fine. Feeling fine. It's actually sunny what? outside, which is weird. Uh, but it's, it's cold as shit, it. so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely freezing. I don't know about you, but it's getting like, it's getting cold in my room now. It's getting to the point where it's, even if I don't go outside, I am cold. Yeah. I'm generally cold, but I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It means I can have my candle on. I can wear hoodies indoors. That's a big thing for me. Love a good hoodie, you know? Yeah. See, I hate it. Um, I can't stand the winter. Um, ice is shite. And everyone is like, oh, I can't wait till the winter time so I can start dressing. Okay, great. I don't care. I'd rather it be, even though I am ginger and the sun is my mortal enemy, I'd much rather have sunstroke than deal with cold. I hate That's it. That's fucking stupid. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Gives me earache. Gives me toothache for some reason. <laughs> oh, I, I get that so. Old guy. I'm an old, old guy. guy. Fuck winter. I, I love, love Christmas, cold though. weather. Uh, cold weather is the best weather. Or if I can have rain all year round, sign me up. Oh, see, I love rain, but when it's in the summer, so you can dry ah. off quickly, and it's just nice. I remember, like, um, whenever I've gone away, like abroad or even to different parts of England, when I come back to Newcastle, it's usually in the summer because that's when I would do my traveling, and. Nearly every time I come out of Central Station and walk all the way up to the other end of town where the metro station and my bus stop is, like it's always raining but always sunny and it's just nice to be like, yep, I'm back in Newcastle. Love this shit. Miss the rain, lads. It's just a lovely feeling. <laughs> I, I I just like it like all year round though. Like I if I can just sit in my room with like a candle on, like like I'm doing right now, um, and just like vibe. You know, wear a hoodie, wear a jumper. No, that, that's like, fine. Outfits are also winter outfits, like autumn winter outfits. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about being snug, but like, fuck going outside in the winter. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, well, you don't have to go outside. You say inside, where it's kind of like a little bit cold. I do. But not I have a dog. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll walk your dog. I'd absolutely <laughs> take you up on that offer, but it's going to cost you a fortune to keep going from there. Uh, no, get it. one of those. Get one of those like robots, or whatever. No, we're not getting robots. Which is <laughs> our first topic for today. Uh, robots. Do you fear them, James? Sort of, yeah. Okay. And where where does that fear come from? Uh, so basically, right. Um, here, here's the thing. I love robots in a way. Okay. Because I think they're really cool. Like I, I, I've been sort of. You know, in into robots, you could say, uh, since I was a kid. Um, I think Asimo is one of the coolest little bad boys. Like, <laughs> the way he just sort of like struts across the stage, little yeah. lad, little, little spaceman. It's like a little spaceman. I like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and robots are cute. Like robots are cute. Like, little robot dogs, stuff like that. It's you know, it's cool. Um, and the stuff that I think having robots um, will definitely, definitely help with, like um, automation yeah. lines and stuff like that. You know, but. I'm one scared that they're gonna replace the like manual workforce, yeah. Um, in its entirety, like I, I, I think I think we spoke about this once before. I don't mind it when it comes to like, um, like the way McDonald's do it now is they have like the staff in the kitchen and then the robot takes the order, yeah, which makes perfect sense to me. Like yeah. you don't you you don't have to get rid of people for that. Mm-hmm. It just means you, people can focus more on, um, you know the actual like back stuff and they don't have to worry about the orders and stuff. It just, okay. it makes their job easier too, I think. True. Um, but 
I, I would be scared. I'm scared of like you know stuff like Deep Blue. You know, like the chess robot. Yeah. Like if robots are, if robots can get that smart that they can just absolutely like smash people at chess, and they've they've done the same with like Dota two and stuff. They've made like a robot that just learned how to play Dota and is just insanely yeah. good. Um, it's not as good as me. But carry on. <laughs> it beat it beat pro players in like a a five v five. I think. Yeah, but I don't think any own. pro player has a seventy four percent win rate as Earthshaker like I do. So. <laughs> Do you actually? I do. I have a very high win rate with Earthshaker. Hell yeah, dude. Or as I like to call him, the girth shaker. <laughs> big girth, big daddy. No, but I, I, I feel like if they reach that level of like sentience. Yeah. I, I don't know. They're, they're just going to like take over in a bad way. I wouldn't win a fight with a robot at all. I would because I'm solid. Um, so no, I'm no, that's, to... no, that's the thing. The only the only way you would fight with like a, a human being is because we're fleshy and spongy. Yeah. So you just fucking slap them about, easy peasy. Or a robot, you just like, or you give them like a a proper right hook or something. It's just like you're hurting yourself more than you're gonna hurt. Well, it. I imagine if you were to fight a robot, you wouldn't fight it like you would fight a human being. In the same way, you wouldn't fight a lion in the way you'd fight a human being. Yeah, but who has weapons like on the hands? Do you know what I mean? You don't need weapons to fight a robot, mate. How are you gonna do it with your hands? Just get a magnet and stick it on its forehead, where I imagine where most of the memory processing is happening, and then it just wipes their brain and they fall over. But, but this is the thing, right? Like, I feel like uh, as well with everything that happens, like technologically right um and this always happens it's gonna get militarized immediately oh it already has and that's the thing like they a lot of stuff just gets like developed through military programs and then sort of like trickles into into the sort of like you know mainstream yeah so like it's it's built specifically for like a military program and then it sort of just becomes um domesticated in a way yeah. and like used for domestic shit same thing is going to happen with robots so you think they're going to leave like basic weaknesses in these like military fucking death robots no they're not they're not at all no, so I what if they, like I these regular will. ass so what if these regular ass robots just like you know you're at mcdonald's and there's a little serving robot or something bringing food to your table and it just decides you know what i've had it yeah and just swings for you, <laughs> you just, like <laughs> takes like four of your teeth out in one blow you're like wow okay to be fair as much as i know um there probably will be ways to easily take down robots but if they outnumber us we're fucked um i'm not too scared about the whole robot takeover thing because i imagine if a robot um develop if ai developed perfect sentience and all that stuff I don't think they'd be um, the type to be like, oh, logically, humans are the worst. We need to eradicate humans. I think they'd probably think we were all idiots. But I think it's a case of it would develop sentience. It would co- would be able to comprehend that humans came before it, humans created it, and sort of like what our role in the whole, their origin story was. So although they might not like us, they wouldn't wipe us out because we understand like their own past and their conception. Um, so they'd value at least that knowledge of us. Um, but the thing that I'm most scared of with robots is like, say um, I'm an old fogey, um, we're joyriding down Blackpool Pleasure Beach and we get into a car accident and I lose both my legs. Um, not They don't come off. They're just like unusable. 
and then like at that point there's like robot legs that you could put on like just an exoskeleton type I, thing. i'd be about that I'm i think that would be good but like that. i'm always scared that like one day it'll just malfunction it'll start doing the fucking can can and i'm just there like stop it stop <laughs> that's, that's the problem right like like I, I i think the same way about um like prosthetics and stuff you know like cool yeah. prosthetics like that like if it was like deus ex style prosthetics you know you, like you could get um like arms legs like even like inputs for your eyes and stuff like that just yeah. to make make things just better just like improve on everything mm-hmm. like physically yeah, um, it's just the next logical step in plastic surgery like but for uh, more oh, utility I, rather absolutely. than visuals but like i, I always feel the same thing because like, you know technology in, in my experience does not 100% work like all the time like, there's always some there's always something yeah. like you could you could leave like a playstation uh hooked up to a television for an entire year and two days of that year without even touching anything sometimes it's just gonna go i'm just not working today like this just isn't working yeah or i'll turn itself on with no prompt yeah i get the same with my pc like you know everything's fine and then at one point it's just like actually i'm not okay now like it just has a bad day like and that's the way like it expresses itself you know it's like you know what i've had a bad day i'm not working for you today and i I respect it but i force it to work in the end um, you will imagine... work for me, Robo man. <laughs> yeah, but imagine if your like arms or something were like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just had like a malfunction, and you like your arms just go. Oh nope, I'm gone. I'm done. Boop. Like, that would suck. That would majorly suck. Like yeah. that really, really sucks. What happens if you've got like two prosthetic arms? It decides to malfunction on the day like your child's born, and you accidentally just explode them like a watermelon when you try to. Yeah, like, like imagine just something like that. Like there are a lot of situations where having a sort of you know mechanical body with a lot of improvements and stuff like that could really, really backfire. Like could super malfunction. Yeah. Like, imagine, for example, say like a like a dentist or something like that. Right. Yeah. And the, the dentist is like even like a subway sandwich maker or some shit, right? <laughs> and like they've got like it a starts machine gun punching the three slice <laughs> yeah. cheese. Ah! <laughs> they've got a mechanical arm and they're like going to put like stuff in the oven and the arms just like grabs the oven and just starts pulling them in. You know what I mean? Like and you can't stop it because it's like malfunctioning. Like and it's stronger than the rest of your body because it's a like robotic prosthetic that's 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 the downside but the upside is we could all look really really cool <laughs> and do insanely cool stuff yeah that'd be fucking hilarious or like say um i don't know how they'd work i imagine they're linked to like the nervous system is that how prosthetics work? yeah I, I think so i presume so yeah but imagine if someone could mess with those like transmissions should be nervous system just like people who manipulate other people's devices through wi-fi and like you just did a family gathering wishing you like 90 year old great granddad just a, a wonderful time and someone hacks your arm and you just grab it by the throat like fucking darth vader or some shit it's like happy birthday is this isn't me this is this is like this is a huge thing about it um like obviously i i only think about the cool side mostly like being able to like jump over buildings and stuff and you know just like yeah, yeah. be like crisis man but in real life like run around super fast be super strong do all this cool shit but you know people would find a way to like disrupt this shit maliciously you know people would find a way to hack this kind of stuff like a hundred percent a hundred percent people would be all on top of it and that like i mean 
like cyber there's like cyber warfare divisions in most countries now right yeah like people can and probably will do that stuff that'd be insane mm-hmm. but imagine if someone just like hacks your jaw your sweet robot jaw and you're like right well i can't eat now <laughs> and you can't do anything about it i want to hold my children but i've been doing the mini rock for 36 hours <laughs> you just keep going this is nothing you can do but then would you be like would you if you, if you had that much stuff replaced would you be physically tired at any point um i don't know I, I guess not because it's technically not you doing it. I think it, your yeah. joints, like where they're actually attached to the physical parts, you might get some wear and tear. But um, the actual like limb, if it's an exoskeleton moving on your behalf, uh, I think it should be fine. God, imagine! But bend this is the, the wrong thing. way, and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> like if they could give you anything, if they could give you anything, um. If you, if they could give you anything that like stopped you sleeping or whatever, I wouldn't want to do that though. Yeah, like I like sleep now. Mm-hmm. I think if you'd asked me this five years ago, I would have said a hundred percent. Give me that no sleep power body and just keep going on, you know. Yeah. But at this point, I, I like it. I like lying in bed <laughs> like, for for hours on end. It's great. It's one of life's little pleasures is to not be part of it for a while. <laughs> So with these robotic enhancements, what's like the most useless um, prosthetic you could think of getting but would be hilarious to get? Toes. <laughs> Robot toes. Like there would be absolutely no reason for it except for like if you drop some on it, it's not going to hurt. Yeah. That's basically it. Oh, if what? you like stand on Lego or some shit, is you're going to crush it instead. See, I, I have one, and with it being me, it's always in the vein of annoying or disrupting things. So I'd get my index finger just turned, like, super robotic so I can, like, elongate it at a moment's notice and just, like, poke people in the back of the head on public transport and shit like that or rudely point at someone and have my finger get even closer to them as it's happening just to annoy them. Um, Just the most useless shit. And I was like, oh, what are their enhancements that you got? Like, none. Just the index finger, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have to be like, it would have to be something like that, wouldn't it? Would you be able to it, swim if you were a robot man? I mean, I guess so, yeah. Because, I mean, I, I thinking thinking about my uh, my new razor that I bought, it's completely waterproof. Uh-huh. I feel like water, I feel like a lot of stuff's waterproof nowadays. Yeah. There's a lot of waterproof technology. Like, stuff that you wouldn't expect. Like, I, I'm still one of those people, right? Even though it 100 is waterproof, it says it on the box. It has like a little logo on the actual thing. I'll yeah. still look it up like three or four times just to make sure. I'm like, this isn't gonna like blow up on me if I take it in the shower, is it? I, I always will do that. Yeah. Always. Well, to be honest, that that's it. I think that's just a product of our generation because like when we were like, I remember when I was like around about 12, there was all this thing about, oh look, my watch is waterproof now. Look at all this waterproofing technology, blah blah blah. And then it turned out like it wasn't fully waterproof. You could just like dip it in, pull it out. But if you like kept it submerged, eventually water would leak in. So it's like we were around when waterproofing like technology and stuff was its infancy. So like I remember the first, like I think it was a Samsung phone was supposed to be waterproof. You could like drop it in the sink, but like you couldn't leave it there type thing. Yeah, exactly. Like waterproofing back then would just be like, like waterproof, uh, water would just get into it. Like it wouldn't damage it fully, yeah. but it would get inside still, and it would still fuck it up a bit. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I think, yeah, I think nowadays, like, obviously, we have the technology to do it. I think they would waterproof it. I mean, I, I, they'd probably charge you for it. It'd <laughs> probably be like extra to waterproof it. You know, I tell you one thing that's scary about robotics and uh, military application is um, they just—I can't remember uh, the name of it—but they discovered a spider. Yeah, I think it was in Brazil. Could be wrong. Could mm. be if anyone's listening and knows where it's from. But the way the spider travels, despite being like spider shaped, is it does front cartwheels. Like when it's in wow. trouble, it just does like flips and shit. And because of how many limbs it's got, it's been like the the way it travels has been like picked up by roboticists and like applied to their like weird four legged oh, things. Lie. So like imagine you're in a war zone like in the like twenty seventy when we finally start having World War Three over like uh, which K pop bands are the best. And you've just got this somersaulting techno spider just flying at you across the trenches. That'd be mad that wouldn't it? Yeah, th- that's the thing. Like I feel like like especially in like uh like military and like you know obviously police applications this kind of shit scary as anything like sc- scarier than like the fucking subway robot or whatever <laughs> you know, like way scarier than that because they there's there's not much you can do about that until you go like full terminator like rise of the resistance mode kind of thing um but i think in general i don't know i think in general there'll be a lot of cool shit that would be a lot of cool shit if we if we just ignore the fact that it's like you know um eventually going to implode on itself one day yeah hopefully not during our like lifetime um, i think it might do <laughs> it probably will yeah but we'd, we'd be dead old anyway so i, I yeah. doubt i'll give a shit when i'm like yeah but what happens if we're really fucking old but robotics like robotics and stuff has gotten so advanced that they can draft us because they can just put us in an exoskeleton <laughs> yeah no that's that's the thing like, i i was talking about this a while ago right I was talking about this a while ago. Um, when I would like, it, when I would think about this kind of stuff, um, I would definitely go for insertion into like an exoskeleton or something. If I was like super old and gonna die, yeah. I remember there was something about like a, I think it was probably fake at the time. Something about like a Russian team working on a thing that could like carry your uh, brain basically over to like a chip. No, I think that like, technology is being looked into because, like, if you look at synapses and the way like circuitry works, is that I think the problem is with that technology is like you can yeah you can maybe transfer someone's consciousness over, but like how do you get it out of there? How do you preserve it once it's on there and all that sort of stuff? Um, if you look at the way prosthetics work and like how it's linked to like uh, body like chemistry. Sorry, I'm not very scientific, but like just the way like <laughs> um, nerves flare up in that sends messages to circuitry and prosthetics and stuff like that i don't see like moving consciousness over to like a server or something as being impossible i think it's very far off but i don't think it's too pie in the sky given what we've seen with prosthetics i think like the the ring is there though if i imagine okay like i'm dead um put my consciousness in like a chip and put me in a robot right they're not going to put me in but they're not going to put me in some like yeah exactly they're not going to put me in some cool like you know, elite robot SAS thing with like jetpacks and shit. They're gonna put me in like a like a subway robot, I guess. <laughs> they're gonna put me in the subway robot. I'm gonna like wake up again and be like, I'm alive and look at my like look down at myself. I'm just an ape. No, I'll tell you exactly what they're gonna put us in, James. They're gonna put us in these little fucking urn shaped Alexa robots. So like our family can still talk to us 
and it'll be it will be at the Christmas table, and like there'll be my Alexa own robot next to Laura's Alexa own robot, and about like, let's see what the grandparents have to say about Christmas. How are you guys doing? And Laura's like, shit, I can't eat anything. What about you, Grandad? Oh, I miss being sucked up. <laughs> it's gonna be so oh, that sounds terrible, though. <laughs> That sounds so bad. Like you know, they would do that. You know, they would one hundred percent like make it so that it, we can't have like a cool afterlife. There'd be no cool afterlife. It'd just be like you know, oh, we've put you in. Like, imagine put you in a Roomba. You wake up and you don't even have like a like. Would you be? You wouldn't be able to talk unless like your system had like a a voice modulator, right? Yeah. So you'd just be rolling around like this is it. Like imagine being a conscious Roomba. Holy shit, that's a nightmare. What if That's you really love your job, though? I mean, <laughs> what if Roombas are conscious right now? <laughs> There's just some poor old man trapped inside it. It's like, oh, look, look at it go. Look at it clean the floors. Now, this <laughs> just might be a bit man. cynical, but I know for a fact there's no consciousness in Roombas because if that sort of technology was in there, they'd make you pay out the arse for it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, this, no, not only is this going to clean your house, it's got the consciousness of a dead person in it, so they have better navigation than our regular model with no sentience in it. But imagine if they did that, though. I think imagine, we're not far off it. Like, that would be that would be a nightmare, though. Like, if it was if it was your consciousness put in there after, like, you know, after you die or whatever, and it's just like, you just can't speak, you can't say anything about it. It's like, oh, granddad's a Roomba, but no, no. Like, no one knows. Oh, that that little thing cleaning the floors. Oh, that's, that's granddad. <laughs> I'd rather be like granddad in my pocket. You know what I mean? Like, just, just, a, just a wee granddad. He's like, <laughs> like make a wee make a wee robot version of me that you can put my <laughs> consciousness in. <laughs> like a really small one. No, has to be small. Or like say like um. Get to the point where you can put you just about anything with a USB drive if USB drive still around in four years. Oh, and just and like, like transfer me across different things. I'll die in a hilarious boating accident and Laura puts me in the fucking fridge and I'll be able to snitch <laughs> on our kids if they're eating <laughs> if they're not eating yeah. the the right food bag. No, that that would be great. I like just being able the to kids, like be transferred. The kids have been eating the chocolate. <laughs> just put plug me into the like family PC. So as soon as the kid's like, you know, old enough starts watching porn, I just pop up. What are you doing there? Stop that. Like, I'm just a little pop-up in the corner. <laughs> you better stop the that. Dog as the fridge. Would you like to go for a walk? <laughs> Joke's on you. I don't have legs. Just plug you into like I'll plug you into the lead. USB dog lead. I bet that's a thing. I bet it's a USB dog lead. I don't know what you do with it. Fuck those. Um, LED dog lead, USB rechargeable. There you go. I put me in the car and, and just did the car radio fucking system. Everyone tries to put songs on the orcs and I keep changing it to fucking uh, Cotton Eye Joe or some shit. <laughs> Change to Love Sosa. <laughs> you selected Chief Keith again. Like at, at the end of the day, if if they don't have this technology, you no, know, I'm just gonna just gonna pass on, and I'll be like a you know in the grave or whatever i definitely want one of those graves with like a little screen on it with just like some great memories and like some speakers so it can play love sosa every time someone walks past it yeah. it's like a motion sensor as soon as anyone steps past it these bitches are so so <laughs> blasting out the whole graveyard 
Hilarious. Oh, it's just fucking gold. People trying to mourn. <laughs> <laughs> and it won't stop until the song's done. <laughs> Plays the entire song. It's not like a it's not like a Christmas card or something. You open up and it's forward where he's just shouting. <laughs> Yeah, Chief Keefe ain't this, Chief Keefe ain't that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Great. <laughs> well, uh, we always circle around to like death, death in the afterlife for some reason. Oh, well, we all come around to death in the end, James. I promise, I promise we're all right, listeners. I promise we're okay. <laughs> like, this is just who we are, I guess. I promise James is okay. Me, not so much. <laughs> Alright. Um so yeah, no, give me give me a full robot body except for like my face and <laughs> hair. That's it, that's all I want. Cause I, I want to keep my face and hair, because I like my face and hair. Yeah. Maybe my willy as well. Jesus. And with but... that, let's move on. So <laughs> speaking of things that we play with um, a robot willy. <laughs> video games, pal. <laughs> Have you been playing any interesting video games lately, pal? No. Good. <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. No, um, no. Apart from like, well, what did we play? We played Phasmo again. Um, that was fun. So it's still fun. Like, uh, I think they need to add more stuff in though, because I feel like I'm gonna get a little bit burnt out of it soon. Um, but no, what else have I played? I played Amnesia Rebirth. That was good. Okay. That was a good little, a good little scary number right there. What's scary um, about put, it? Is it about aliens? Is it about ghosts? Is it about it's 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 very like um it's very like space horror, like cosmic horror. Okay. Um it's about like a you, you kind of like crash landed uh from an airplane um and it's like trying to find your crew. Yeah. And there's just like a lot of mad shit going on and like there's this whole rift between two worlds and like the other world is it reminds me a lot of um you know you you've seen the first alien, right? No. You're, you've not seen Alien? I've only seen Aliens, the third one. <laughs> God damn, dude. Watch Alien. It's really good. Um, but anyway, it's, it's kind of like... You, you know you know what the H.R. Geiger shit looks like, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of go to this like alternate plane that's, um, I think, inhabited by these like almost alien kind of creatures, all these weird creatures. Okay. But it's all like dark, except for the sort of like really sort of um it's like cosmic horror color you know like, like green sort of like lightning yeah. and stuff um and it's weird it's like this combination between sci-fi and also like ancient civilization so okay. they have all this like mad technology but it's all like you know ancient tablets or whatever it's like a tablet but with um electronic writing on it and stuff like yeah. that and it's all these like weird labs and stuff it, it's cool man it's a really cool game um highly recommend it if you're after a scary game very fun. I played a little bit of the old, uh, little bit of the old Valhalla as well nice. the last couple of days. It's all right. It's all right. I'm enjoying it. It's um, um, some of it set in Northumberland, which is very close to uh, Newcastle. So represent. Oh, I, I mean, I'm currently hoping that I can go and trash London. Um, that's my plan next. It's just to go and absolutely obliterate London um, from the ground up. I'll probably get around to playing it eventually. Um, it's it's all right. It's all right. It has like it's it's one of those things where I, I don't think I don't think it will keep my attention too long. Yeah. Um. But in the interim between getting my PS5, um, I'm just that's that's all I'm doing right now. I'm literally just trying to fill the time before my PS5 comes here on Thursday. Yeah, I don't think I'll be getting a PS5 until the next God of War because I'm not too bothered about Demon Souls and oh, I am. And Spider Man is on PS4, so I bought that and played it on there. So, yeah, I uh, 
I'm, I'm getting Miles Morales, but um, Demon Souls is like it's the biggie for me. I've never played it. Um, I'm a big fan of From Software games in general. Oh um, yeah, me Bloodborne, too. I played the PS3 version. I didn't really like it. Um... See, I, I never played the old one, um, and I've heard that this is kind of like they've taken little bits of the old one and kept them in, but mostly just made it fun to play, like a good yeah. experience. Okay. Um, and it, and I, f- I feel like like I feel like that's a good thing. A lot of people, I say a lot of people. There's there's fringe people, obviously, that are very like, oh, but this isn't the same. Like you know, elitist. Basically, I played the original one. You should play the original one because it's harder or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a lot of big fans of the series, I've seen they're saying that it just plays like a dream. It just plays well, and they needed to. They need to make it modern. Like yeah. the the thing I noticed when I played Dark Souls, like Dark Souls One remastered, is it was remastered visually. Like the gameplay itself was still like the same jank as Dark Souls One. The Souls games get so much better the further along you go in like the timeline. Yeah, like Three is the best of the of the regular Souls games, and Bloodborne's probably my favorite one of all. Sekiro is also incredible, but like yeah. they improve so much, they become so much better to play mm-hmm. over time. And I feel like it's the exact same thing with this. I feel like they needed to just modernize it and make it actually smooth because you know a lot of the jank from the old games isn't intentional it's just there it's just part of it yeah i mean that that's probably what puts put me off the whole deeper souls hype is like i didn't want it to just be a reskin of the first one because i did play demon souls and it just after playing but i didn't play that until after i played dark souls 3 so like to go from such a polished fun experience like dark souls 3 to demon souls is like yeah, it's still got the DNA of the game, but it still handles like a brick. So I'm like, eh. and this is the thing. Like when when I saw people saying that, like I I wouldn't want to go back and play it. I wouldn't want to go back and play the PS3 version. Yeah, like there's there's no way I'd want to do that because I know it wouldn't be as uh, as clean as this one. But I, it looks good, man. It looks really good. Yeah, I mean. I probably, if I eventually do get a PS5, I'll probably end up playing it eventually. But the only game I absolutely would really want for PS5 is uh, the next God of War. I've already finished Spider-Man Miles Morales, which was really good. I'll just spoil it for you now. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it next week. I think because obviously yeah. I think Demon Souls is gonna be my first protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just a little little self plug. If you are interested, um, I'm gonna be doing like a PS5 unboxing and setup and. Like first experience stuff uh, on stream on Thursday night, so nice. Um, you know, make make a little experience out of it. Well, they've also included a thing called like Astro's Playroom with that little little robot fella. Yeah, um, and it looks quite cute. Apparently, it's just like a way to introduce you to like the new controller features and stuff like that. That's good. Um, I still can't get over how ugly it is, though. Jesus Christ! What? What's oh the the actual console itself? Yeah. Oh yeah, look at this shit, and it's it's fucking huge. It's like the size of a baby. Um, but I really don't give a shit because the most I ever see the console is if I'm plugging it in. Yeah, like I yeah. I leave it either behind monitors or like under the television or some shit. I, I I don't care. Yeah, but I think they went out of their way to make it offensively ugly this time, which is. Hey, I respect it. I respect it. Just yeah, like my mother did with me. The fact that like they've actually got exclusives, whereas the new Xbox doesn't and all that stuff, they generated a bit more demand and then was just like, ah, hold this ugly console. You'll buy it anyway. Oh, exactly that. I mean yeah. there must be some sort of design like 
logic to it though, right? Oh, there like, is, but it's just like that stereotypical like, here's this fucking gentrification Silicon Valley oh, yeah. swoops and But I mean like with the Xbox they didn't even fucking try. The Xbox yeah. is just a box. It's nah, just... nah, sorry. That, that's absolutely brutalism. Beautiful Chad brutalism. I love the way the Xbox looks. It's like, there's a brick. You're not going to be looking at it. You're going to be looking at the screen. Have a brick. Yeah, it's literally just a PC tower. I mean, the uh, I like the I like the fact that the S1 is tiny. Yeah. The Series uh, S or whatever is tiny. But I don't see the point in buying that if you don't already have, like, uh, fucking... If, if you, if you um, don't have a console. Yeah. Or like, or if you're trying to upgrade, like if you're trying to upgrade from, uh, you know, the Xbox One, like why would you get the S? It just like from what I've seen, it's just not an upgrade really. It's yeah. like a very minor upgrade. There's apparently the backwards compatibility on the Xbox Series X is amazing. Like you can go back and play original Xbox games. Yeah, you can games, play a lot, but you wouldn't be able to do that without a disc drive. So what is the point in the mini one? I mean, you can still you can get a lot of old games like um, digitally now as well, though, right? I think I'm pretty yeah. sure you can buy a lot of them. But like, I saw, uh, for example, I saw like I was watching Maximilian play like play around with the Xbox and the PS Five. Yeah. Um, and like you can play old games on both. Yeah. And they actually run pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like they they run pretty damn well um, on these new consoles. But I feel the thing I feel like with uh, what you call it, um, the Xbox is they don't really have a launch lineup, do they? No, it like, was meant to be Halo Infinite, wasn't it? Yeah, like Halo was meant to be the big banger launch game, but they they don't really have any. Like, I, 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 the only thing I see people that like who and and, and obviously no like fucking shit to this stuff. Like I, this console war shit makes no sense. Um, like play what you want, do what you want. Yeah. Um, but I just I the only thing I see people having is like games that are available on every single platform yeah. like i see people like oh i got my xbox one x with um like series x with what do you call it uh assassin's creed and yeah. with like watchdogs and it's like well they're available on like every platform including the you know xbox one and the four um i don't think it actually has any like launch games right no it doesn't like none at all which is very very weird um and not really a selling point. Like, I guess the selling point is the whole Game Pass shit, right? And being able to just uh, play a bunch of shit. But, like, I, I was watching someone play, like I say, an Xbox One. Like, I keep saying Xbox One. The, the naming is fucking terrible, yeah. right? The naming is awful. They, they fucked that up a long time ago. Like, Absolutely. PlayStation keeping it simple, baby. It's the five. It's the fifth one. It's the five. Yeah. Easy. Whereas, like, what did Xbox do? They went from, okay, we went from Xbox to 360. Like, why? Why? Because you take one look at it, turn 360, and then 360 degrees and walk away. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> but then there's also, like, um, but then, then you went from that to, like, to then the one. And we're like, okay. Yeah. Then to the one X. And this new one is the Series X. And I'm like, well, why don't you just fucking call it something different? Because now I'm saying, I keep saying Xbox One X because it's just, ah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I keep just seeing people playing like old games on it. I'm like, that's kind of cool, but like the PS5, people bought them and they're playing like Demon Souls, and you know they're playing like I know Miles Morales is available on PS4, but still, it's yeah, the PlayStation it's like exclusive. Yeah, and I mean, there's a, there's a couple more like PS5 uh, launch exclusives, right? Yeah, I think there's isn't Bugsnax one. 
Oh, no, Book Snacks on PC already. Oh, okay. I don't fucking know. But it's it's going to be... Uh, I mean, there's Astro's Playroom, which is like just a fun thing, right? Yeah, in the Sackboy um, game as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when is that out? Is that out already? I don't know. Because that you. looks that looks pretty good. Like Sackboy Adventure or whatever. To be fair, look at, since the 360, the Xbox has just had a shite launch. Because didn't they... Um, wasn't the launch title for the fucking Xbox One like Rise of Rome, and that was just a fart in a jar? And it, yeah, yeah, like R- Rise was like, yeah. I mean, launch launches have not been good since the probably what PS Two um, and three hundred and sixty yeah. days. Mm-hmm. I I remember how I had for my my OG Xbox, I had Midtown Madness um, and Jet Set Radio Future. And Jet yeah. Set Radio Future being a launch title was the best thing in the world. It was so yeah. good. Like the one uh, we got had Jet Set Radio Future and Splinter Cell. It was just banging games, man. Like uh, I always look back though, and I always I always think that launches were better than you know they actually were. Because like I, I I don't know. Like I'm looking now. So P- PS2 launch titles, right? The only ones that really stand out. Uh, probably um although the thing is there's a lot of them there's yeah. a lot of games that came out at the same time nowadays it's not um, but they had like tech and tag and time time splitters is probably the biggest one yeah for the ps2 um but i don't know like xbox launch i'm gonna go xbox launch lineup uh 2020 there's, there's no like I, I don't think there's any actual like xbox studio games no there isn't i don't think because I think that was meant to be the one. Yeah, there is meant to be a return to form, like launching with a Halo title, going hellbent for leather, but then they're like, ah, oh, Craig's ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, there's no, like... Oh, Halo got delayed. Fable got... Didn't have a release date. Yeah, there was no new Gears lined up. Forza hasn't got a release date yet. Like they announced a bunch of stuff, but yeah, none of it has a release date. I think they just panicked because there was that whole time where Sony were just quiet about the PS5. They was like, not giving you a price, not giving you a release date, and then <laughs> Xbox were like, "Oh, let's buy Bethesda." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we've discussed this before. I don't like that. I don't like this like trend of buying studios out because i feel like we're just going to reach this point where it's just this one big ass monopoly again with all the studios owned by one person not getting the resources they need not being able to like release or change things as they like to you know um because like game pass is all fine and dandy now there's gonna reach a point especially if they're buying all these big studios where they're just gonna want to make the money back like yeah. they're gonna want to make the money back. It's gonna go up in price. Um, like maybe some people are gonna get like less resources to use this kind of stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be a bit of a. I feel like it's a good thing for now, for sure. I mean, I enjoy it. I, I use it a lot. Um, I also like the way that they've done this. They've done this whole thing now, right? Where you can, um, you can buy an Xbox like through credit, like through them. Yeah. Which I think is really really cool. Um, more like accessibility to consoles and stuff like that is always good, especially like next gen consoles, you know. Because I know, for example, like PS5 is one of those things that it's 
it's just expensive and that's it <laughs> like and, yeah yeah like, you know a lot of people are gonna have to wait until it like an offer comes around or something like that or save up for it but True. i don't know i don't know for me for me it's like i play everything on my pc so if it's not exclusive then it doesn't really sway me at all yeah um i think the only console that's useful outside of my pc for anything other than exclusive just the switch because of the portability um we love the switch um useful little fella but yeah so I, I do like the switch as well but i just I, I don't use my switch enough like there's a bunch of games that i want to get on the switch yeah. but they just released the no more heroes um remake which you should get by the way i don't know if you ever played it but i think yeah, you'll I like it a lot i think you'd absolutely love it don't tell me what i'm gonna love anyway <laughs> speaking of uh, you love. contention do you have a terrible opinion that you're willing to defend to the hilt so I guess the question think, is, what's the most meaningless hill you're willing to die on? See, I don't know because I, I feel like all my opinions are pretty good. Um, <laughs> oh. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm quite well rounded in my opinions. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty, pretty good when it comes to opinions. I have pretty good opinions, and I'm, I'm not willing to back down on any of them. Um, I guess, I guess it's just some of that stuff that I always think is probably weird to some people. Like yeah. eating a block of cheese with milk, stuff like that. Okay, like that, that, that's a good thing. I like it. I like a block of cheese as a snack. It's great. But it's with just like a little glass of it. yeah, a little glass of milk, easy peasy. Oh, Fucking dairy overkill, but it's so good, dude. It's so my bells are quaking in fear just thinking about that. <laughs> that's amazing, dude. I love that kind of shit. I love it. Well, my hill that I'm willing to die on. I've got Go a on. few because it's me. Um... I don't think cricket is a real sport. <laughs> I mean, what? What? Where does that come in? Like, of course it is. I mean, I even like cricket. Of course it is. It's not. It's a. And I'm going to get real political here. It's just a, a tool for colonialization, um, and it was just used to placate whoever we were trying to colonize at whatever point. It's boring as shit. Sport for me, it's not a sport unless it's exciting, or there is a degree yeah, of like skill I mean, to it. And I don't it's more see more exciting than golf. I mean, yeah, but the skill to golf with because like in cricket, they actually hit the ball, they just hold it and fling the bat a little bit off the ground. Like I listen when I when I was forced to play cricket when I was a kid, I fucking pagged that ball. <laughs> As you rightly should, but they never do when you watch proper cricket. Like it's it's the fine line between baseball and cricket. Baseball is a sport because you can go hell for leather and just smack that fucker. I, I like baseball, dude. I, I I don't think I'd ever watch it, but I like baseball. Baseball's fun to play. It's a bit painful to watch, but I am a fan of baseball. So yeah, cricket remember, is a sport. Fuck it. So just to, just to sorry to go off on a tangent about baseball, just like a small thing. Okay. Um when I was at like primary school, I, rem- I remember this vividly. It's one of those, I mean, you, have, you have, have memories that for some reason you just remember them a lot over, over things that you probably should remember. 
like i i don't know there's like probably nice family memories that, that i just don't have but i have weird little memories of just odd stuff that happened like the day that froobs came to my primary school <laughs> like le- legit it was it was a froobs promotion um about baseball yeah. i don't know why it was froobs teaching us about baseball in the uk um but yeah there was like a, it was like a froobs promo uh just quickly um, for anyone listening who might not know froobs are like yogurt in like little sachets yeah i've just i've just found it on here as well I've just found it on the internet from May 22nd, 2002. Jesus. Your play in baseball website for Froobs. They've launched this first sponsorship-led standalone website for Froobs. And it was a it was part of a three-year, one million sponsorship of Major League Baseball and Baseball Softball UK schools and development programs. So yeah, they, they came to my school with um, like a Froobs truck or whatever. Um, and a bunch of like baseball equipment and some people teaching us to play baseball. Um, and I remember I absolutely smashed it, dude. I was good at that shit. It was the only thing I was ever good at was because I, I had no, even on this thing, I have no hand-eye coordination pretty much. Um, yeah. I was also chunky and couldn't run, but I just smacked it. I just absolutely smashed it. That was the only thing I could do, just grug, pure grug strength, just... <laughs> <laughs> like unga bunga swing <laughs> like boom off it goes caveman gym i <laughs> really it into that neanderthal spirit yeah exactly like i smash it and then everyone's like run it just takes me two minutes to go huh oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah run <laughs> my favorite thing about that because we used to play rounders which is like a scaled down oh version. yeah we did too um and because we didn't have enough bats you had to leave your bat behind and the amount of people who just fling it over their shoulder and just whack someone in the face. Always. The Always, man. Like, so many injuries just from like randomly disregarding the shit as a kid. Great oh. shit. But yeah, cricket isn't a sport. Uh, what other hills do I die on? Yeah, if you put cheese and mashed potato, you're a demon. Um, no. No. You stop right there. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna contest every single one of these. I think. I mean, I'm gonna have some point of contention here. Season mashed potato is an absolute godsend. It no, it's I take mashed potato very seriously. I'm thirty percent Irish. Um, potatoes are my livelihood. Um, I make the fluffiest, most perfect mashed potatoes. My beautiful wife can attest to it. At uh, Christmas, even at home, when I'm with my, if I'm with my parents, they're always like. Can you make the mashed potatoes? No one makes them like me. It's an art. It has to be pure. It has to be perfect. You put cheese in that motherfucker. Oh, that really annoys me. The hackles on the back of my neck stand up. I go into fight or flight mode, and trust me, it's going to be fight. You've not, you've not just had a little sprinkle of like Cathedral City or something. I like Cathedral City, but cheese has its place, and it's not in mashed potato. But like. It's it's just good, it's just nice. It might be if if you want to do your debased bastardization of one of the most perfect foods in all of mankind, you could do that behind closed doors on your own time, in a public setting when you're providing a meal for your family, friends. Cheese does not belong in mashed potato. Like it does, it does. I I mean I'm I'm gonna ruin your day here a little bit i used to put mayonnaise in my mashed potato so 
I'm, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> I used, again, this is probably a hill that I would die on years ago. Um, I don't do it as much anymore. I used to put mayonnaise on everything, like straight up. Uh, I would have mayonnaise on toast sometimes. Uh, like I, I was, I was mayo boy. Like this was university. Totally I used to put mayo. On, I used to put mayo on everything. Like the the way that I, the the way that I would eat vegetables if my parents put them on like a Sunday dinner is I would just fucking dunk them in mayo. Why didn't you use salad cream like a regular human? Because mayo is nice. I liked mayo. Learning a lot about you today. Not yeah, like... I know. I'm, uh, this, sometimes I wonder if I was like you know like why I was a bigger kid, and I think that <laughs> explains a lot of it. Guzzling <laughs> egg that explains from... a lot of it. Disgusting. Mayonnaise is. Ugh. I feel sort of like a revulsion to mayonnaise that I don't usually feel in most foods. It's just like, ugh. Disgusting. Disgusting. Anyway, uh, is there any other hills I died? Yeah, Java Cake's definitely a biscuit. Um... <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I, I, I'm in on that one. I'm in on that one 100%. So with the biscuits. And I was like, oh, but it's a, it's a cake because it gets harder over time if you leave it out. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, not a cake. It's just a biscuit. And while it is called a Jaffa cake and it does have the properties of a cake and you should call it a cake, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but this is the thing. Like, It is a biscuit. Like, you, a, a, a cake to me is like something that you would like actually have a, like a slice of or something like a yeah. like a, a more substantial dessert is a cake yeah and right? if you want something small like a one bite thing you'd have a cupcake does a jaffa yeah cake which is still a cake <laughs> but a jaffa cake is even smaller than that and it's it's also sold in the biscuit aisle so also, i just want to point out that jaffa cakes themselves or mcvitie's or whoever fucking published publishes jaffa cake, yeah publishes jaffa cakes <laughs> If if Jaffa cakes weren't biscuits, why did they feel the need to create those Jaffa cake bars and the consistency of the cake stuff inside them is completely different to a Jaffa cake. It's actual cake inside of it. So why is the cake bars if Jaffa cakes were already the cakes? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. They they are bis- they are bickies. Like everything everything to us, like over here in in Great Britain, um, that is sold in just a packet of like 20 is a biscuit right like anything on that aisle like there's like a, a treat that's sold in a big pack that's a biscuit dude like that's a biscuit 100 it doesn't say fucking what's his name on it mr kipling on it it's not a cake that's true it's mr not, kipling not... is monopolized cakes <laughs> yeah he's irish kipling... but he makes exceedingly good cakes i've heard, <laughs> I've heard. so so some say <laughs> <laughs> Some say they're exceedingly good. <laughs> I actually no. I um one one thing I used to fuck with heavily that I really can't fuck with anymore is Battenberg. I've I've never liked Battenberg. I had I had a phase. I had like a real phase where, honest to God, Battenberg was the only like thing I could think about. <laughs> Infatuated like, by Battenberg. <laughs> Yeah, Battenberg was like the only. I, I didn't mean the only thing. Sorry, I'm just, <laughs> like all I could think about was Battenberg. Um, <laughs> like the, when it came to like snacks or you know cakes, or whatever. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to eat was Battenberg. Um, and I remember like I would get my parents about mini Battenbergs or whatever. Yeah, I used to love them. I used to be all about them. And then just one thing turned. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like um, just because I'd eaten too many of them or something like that. 
Yeah. But I had one moment where I was just like, they all just taste like shit now. Every I don't know if you've had that of anything, it's but gone too far. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've ever had that with food. I've had it with multiple things. Uh, I think the probably like, is, I can think of off the top of my head, but there are definitely foods I don't eat anymore. So like maybe where it would just start tasting horrible. Like it would just yeah. start tasting bad to me. Um, same thing happened to me weirdly with. Uh, I think I'm just weird. I think I'm just very weird with double deckers at one point. So double deckers, like uh, for those at home, it's like a chocolate bar, like a a, a chocolate bar with nougat in the middle right yeah um i used to really love those and i think i had the same thing where it reached a point where for some reason they all tasted like hairspray and i don't know why that's really weird i'm not even kidding like they they all tasted like hairspray to me one thing that's weird for me is like most brands of ketchup unless they're like heinz or something taste like washing up liquid to me i am gonna agree with you on that one that's really weird um but that happens. is a weird one, but I am actually in the same boat. I remember um, when I used to go and like visit my father like years ago. Um, he used to get Daddy's ketchup. Yeah, and that shit sucks. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't even taste like ketchup to me. But the thing is, like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're not that different. No, like it's the same basic ingredients and all that stuff. Because ketchup isn't too complicated, but just like sometimes it just tastes like washing up liquid. Anyway, yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. I, I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's in my head. I don't Speaking, kinds have just corrupted me. I have a barren, tasteless wasteland. Get on to our big doom topic of the week. Doomers, doomers in. Put your doomer hat on. No time to return to monkey. You were too far gone. Yep. Doomer um, hat on. Put your Smiths on. Get your Marlboro. So, if society collapsed tomorrow, James, do you have a plan? Um, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I, I keep I keep thinking recently about this. I'm not even kidding. I keep thinking about this quite a lot lately yeah. as to like what I would do in this kind of situation. And I really do not know. I, I can't even I can't even process it enough to plan it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just don't know. Um part of me wants to really like obviously I've started I started working out by the way, doing all right, lost a little yeah. bit of weight already. Um part of me wants to get like more in shape and learn like basic self defense stuff. Yeah, just just in case, just because I feel like I feel like the older you get, the more you realize you kind of just have to. You kind of have to know to do that shit because yeah. you just can't, you know, rely on just cruising by all the time. Don't, like, I don't know. No longer have the youthful exuberance to just be alive. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like I feel like I don't know. With the current times, the current like political climate and stuff, I feel like conflict is like I don't know edging closer and closer to home um yeah. as the years go by so i feel like that's one of the things i should really prepare for just to sort of learn how to defend myself like regularly um but i don't, I don't really have like a plan in general because i just i just don't know what i would do like like where, where would you even go do you know what i mean there's no there's nowhere to go yeah um so for me i think uh, a couple of years ago, I wasn't in shape. I'm all right now. Um, I'm shaped like a Dorito now, which is cool. Um, so that aspect, I'm all right. If things collapse tomorrow, I'd be fucked. I don't have anything in place. But I think if I saw like the warning signs of things getting ready to collapse, I think I'd just waste a load of my savings on loads of hydroponic stuff and then just try and sustain my own farm inside my house rather than in my garden because if it's in the garden and it's like roaming gangs of like mutant raiders they're just gonna fuck up my farm so hydroponics is probably the way to go 
um, just try and live inside my own home with my family type thing. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the thing. Like, if there was if there were signs, I would just start like putting my money into stuff that would allow us to just sort of live through it. Um, but then again, like there's outside things like what would I do if the fucking uh, electricity stops getting generated? What do I do to get water? Yeah. I'm not ready for any of that shit. Like, and and to be fair though, like, touch wood, don't think that shit's gonna happen. I, I just, I just don't think so. Because the way I see it, as much as, um, obviously, like, you know, I kind of, I want the system to fall. I don't want society to fall. Um, yeah. But I feel like capital owners are just not gonna let anything like that happen. Like, I just really feel like none of that is gonna happen. Because yeah, I feel like capital- they would, and then they'd be able to drive up prices and shit. But no one would have any money. No one would have. No one would be able to buy anything. Like you wouldn't yeah. have anything because there'd be no jobs, there'd be no work. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's the same. It's the same thing with like all the shit in the US and stuff like that, um, where people are saying like, "Oh, you know, like what if what if uh, like a coup happened or something like that?" Not going to happen because of capital owners. That's the thing. Like, all they care about is profit, right? So if something was to destabilize a country so far that they wouldn't be able to profit or they would lose property or, you know, they would um, just, things just wouldn't be as great for them as capital owners. But I think um, like destabilizing an entire country is profitable. I don't think it's profitable for everybody. They just retreat to Dubai or something and just sort of... But that's the thing, they don't want to retreat to Destabilizing countries all over like the Middle East and stuff, why not apply it to home, you know? But but that's the thing, they don't want to like, they don't want to retreat, they don't want to like move somewhere, they don't want to take their business elsewhere you know what i mean they want to stay where they are mm. like i'm pretty sure they want to just sit where they are and stay where they are and just keep making their money so i don't i don't think capital owners would let that kind of shit happen i think they would just like um obviously if that kind of shit did happen they'd probably be the only ones that survived um because they would just you know yeah round up all their money and <laughs> like you know sacrifice us for the sake of them having like a pool underground or some shit have you have you seen that video by the way what um there's a, there's a video on youtube of like some like expensive bunker like it's like some millionaire bunker yeah. uh let me let me find the what's the video it's called yeah the doomsday bunker for the super rich and it's like multiple floors um i think it's in is it in nevada yeah uh yeah, there's there's homes down there. Like there's yeah. it's like residential like blocks. It's almost like a like a Star Wars kind of fucking rim planet, you know, like the yeah. like residential like floors and stuff. Um, but it's like I think they cost like two million each or something like that to live there. Yeah. And it looks like just a luxury hotel, but like underground. That's um, weird. I've seen the um the dude who has a who bought like a giant stretch of some desert in America and he um he made like loads of bunkers. They're not like luxury ones. They're just what ones people can buy. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna try and save as many people as I can." Sort of like, no, obviously he's not. That, I um, with that. But he's obviously he's not like selling them at extortionate prices. But obviously he needs to sell them so he can build more and stuff like that. And he's just really paranoid about the world collapsing. So he's like trying to build like neighborhoods of these little like um, shitty looking, you know, those like semicircle hangar looking things. I mean, I it, to me it wouldn't matter what it looked like at that yeah. point. Like, I, I in in my opinion, um, I try not to be like power about that kind of stuff because I feel like people like preppers and shit. 
they're yeah. too paranoid about that kind of stuff to actually enjoy anything. Like they, they, they literally must be all they think about. Like is the inevitable collapse, <laughs> and just like, is it going to be today? Is it going to be today? And they're just like sat in the bunker, like a tin of beans, ready to go. Um, no, I imagine like being a doomsday prepper. Like you might, you've got to get to a point, surely, where you're comfortable. Like, okay, if it happens, I'm all right. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if they would ever feel that comfortable. Do you know what I mean? You try and get one on and interview them. <laughs> I would. I would. I would love that. If you're if you're a doomsday prepper who's not a total chud, um, <laughs> like. <laughs> Give us give us a bell. Give us a bell and we'll uh we'll chat to you. And if you we'll, we'll have you live going in your super bunker, please let us know. Yeah, there, this is the thing I always like I always think though. If if I did have a shit ton of money and I could see something like that potentially happening, maybe I would actually like invest in one just to have it. Like Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just invest in some sort of like probably not even like elsewhere, just outside my house, maybe just like a you know, just excavate the ground like in my garden or some shit yeah and like make me a bunker there just mainly just for like i i think i would only do it if i had family like i had like children and shit because i feel like it's just me on my own it's like what's the point (laughs) yeah and i don't think doomsday prepping's a very british thing like you don't get people building the back gardens very much uh i think it's an offshoot of like what happened in america for like the cold war everyone needed bunkers because they thought they were gonna get nuked by the russians at any moment yeah i think i think that is it i think like um i don't know when when you when you're always sort of preparing for war and stuff like that it's just it's bound to this stuff's bound to sort of happen from it right like the amount of wars they've been involved in the amount of shit like that like home threats that they could have started for themselves i think eventually it's just gonna it it just like lends itself to that kind of behavior like you know we must be prepared for this whereas over here no one gives a shit about anything yeah it's like oh is me me tulips come up oh lovely <laughs> that's it that's that's all they care about like you go grandma <laughs> like you have a nice day grandma the radiation's messing with me turnips i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they, they wouldn't they wouldn't care about anything else right <laughs> like they actually wouldn't care about anything else. Just like, oh, <laughs> is Garden Force still on? <laughs> no, Alan Titchmarsh is a zombie. <laughs> oh, that's I can't a get shame. The weather on the teletext. <laughs> Look at the James Martin's Apocalypse Kitchen. <laughs> Today, we're going to show you what you can do with stragglers that have made it onto your property. There's no shame in eating your shortest, weakest child. <laughs> So first you want to take the legs off, put them in a nice pan of butter. <laughs> I use local butter. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Christ. Yes. That's the future we're all in for, baby. No, um on a on a posy note, to sort of like round off on a posy note, um yeah. I don't think any of that's gonna happen in a, a long time. I think I think we're good. I, think I, mean, I don't think in my lifetime, but I'm because everyone's like, oh, 2030, the resource wars are going to start. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. No, I, I, I really don't. In 2020, so. all the oil was going to run out, and then they magically found more. I think, I think, I think, like when the when we'll see a lot of like decline in the planet will be in like 200, 300 years. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't, I don't think it'll be during our. God, it's sad to say during our lifetime, though, isn't it? Don't like to think about that, me. I think about the here and now. <laughs> here and now, the good times. Hell yeah. Let's go outside. <laughs> oh, no, <mind. laughs> 
If, if anything does happen to the world, though, please put this podcast in like one of those little capsules on the ground. What do you call them? Time capsule. Yeah, time capsule. So some like weird school can find us in the future. <laughs> What's that was the weirdest Blobby? thing they made you do at school. What if they find it and reveal Mr. Blobby as a god because of like a few episodes ago? <laughs> I already do. That's fair. I saw some <laughs> post on Twitter that was like it was I think it was about um thirty years since the debut of um Mr. Blobby. Yeah, he's thirty years old now. I'm I'm nearly the same age as Mr. Blobby. <laughs> that makes me feel like shit. That makes me feel really old. Yeah. Holy fuck. God, that is bad, isn't it? We're we're nearly as old as Mr. Blobby, Gary. But we'll never be as old as Mr. Blobby. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Blobby will outlive us. I think it's the only thing roaming the wasteland when everything falls. Mr. Blobby, it will absolutely outlive us all. Outlive all of us. He's going around the wasteland with a top hat, a big bouncy ball, a scooter and a handbag implying that he uh, defeated and ate the Teletubbies. <laughs> He's, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to think anymore. Don't know what to think anymore, mate. Mr. Blobby's outliving me. I'm getting old. <laughs> Christ. I'll focus on the like I'm I'm trying now to focus on like celebrities that are older than me that are still doing well yeah. and still look good. Because if I if you look at like, you know, uh Forbes 30 under 30 list and stuff, and you're like, that very, very famous musician is that young. <laughs> like, yeah. It happens all the time. We're looking at my, oh, yeah, there's, there's so-and-so. I like their music. 21 years old. I'm like, are you fucking serious? I tend like, not to worry about that stuff too much. No, it's, it's not worth worrying about. I mean, like, you know, the pair of us don't look old at all. Like, anyway. I've had uh, the spine of a 70-year-old for, like, 20 years now. It's fine. Well, I don't, I don't feel old. I don't, I don't feel old. Um, I don't look old. So, you know, I think that's the thing, right? You're only as old as you feel. Everybody, only as old as you feel, unless you're like I don't know, Benjamin Button, which that doesn't make any sense for Benjamin Button. He's not real, pal. Not real. Are you sure? More than sure. <laughs> what if he is? What if he's listening right now and you've just upset him? I imagine he'd be dead by now. No, he's, he's like no, because like he. What if he was born recently? Well, no, so he's still he's still an old man. Button would have to come after him. Wait, was was Benjamin Button like born old? Did he like come out as a fully grown old man? I don't know. I never. I don't know if like he he's born a baby <laughs> rapidly ages then. Oh, I'm coming out. <laughs> he's just like some giant old man. Ooh. I've never actually seen the film, so. Oh, my legs! <laughs> it's not very comfy in there. Yeah, that's weird. Hold on, I need to Google this. Yeah, I, I need to know. I need to know how he starts because, like, if he if he deteriorates in age, like he has to get to that age, right? Have a look. So how does he do it? Does he? I don't know. Okay, um, Benjamin Button is born an old man baby, a wizened eight-year-old man stuffed into the body, the size and shape of a newborn infant. His body grows what taller and larger throughout his childhood uh, until the time he's eighteen. Also, his body is the size of an adult, even though he still looks like 60. So, like, he lives as a old man baby for a bit. That's yeah. weird. That's weird. Is he mentally an old man? 
at that point. No, it says he's a wise and eight year old man. So he's like, he's just born. He's like, oh, bloody hell. But he's just a little baby, a little wrinkly baby. Yeah. Fuck me, that's weird, isn't it? That's even yeah, weirder than I thought. He's born in the original short story. He's born with the ability to speak. That's really, really odd. That's really odd. I'm just imagining this little wrinkly baby now, just like, oh, bloody hell. Would you like to hazard a guess of when the original short story was published? Put the kettle on. Um, 1956. Incorrect. It was 1860. Jesus Christ. What the fuck are they on back then? (laughs) <laughs> what are they fucking around with in 1860 that they're just like opium I imagine <laughs> yeah. so what if he was a, what if he was a baby but he was an old man <laughs> well brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> send that to the postmaster yeah, immediately good. get some more opium Darren <laughs> just add half a poppy and I'm fucked <laughs> <laughs> where's your fucking poppy <laughs> I remember. Remember to get fucked up. <laughs> Where's your fucking puppy? Where's your fucking puppy? SAS in gays wins. He's just got some big pipe. It's a really long pipe. It's like one of those caterpillars. <laughs> Not to uh, insult the British military, but the whole SAS no, no. dares wins is always hilarious to me. Because it sounds more like like a tagline for a casino. Yeah. Well, no, the, the thing with that kind of stuff is it's never like it's never actual like service people that talk about it or like try and make it like a yeah. hard man thing. You know, like the like people that are actually in the SAS are just doing their thing. Yeah. Whereas it's all like gammons that really wish that they could be in the military. Yeah, who have never been to war who are like, oh yeah, it's... the greatest country fucking beat the Nazis in Glad with <laughs> one arm tied by my back and holding a black pudding. <laughs> like you've never you've never been in a scrap in your life. Like the, re- no. like the actual veterans, you know, are just like, you know, and they're kind of I think this is the thing, a lot of veterans worldwide, um, especially from what I've seen of those in like the States and the UK, yeah. they they hate war, understandably. Because they've they hate war. No, it's people that have, it's people that have never been to war that advocate for war. That's the reason why me and my brother are so anti war because my brother for a little while wanted to be in the RAF because he like mm. planes and trains and shit. Um but mine like nearly everyone on my mother's side of the family before my mom and her sister obviously. Um, because women in the military is a bit weird when they were growing up. Um, everyone I know who's been in the military is like, absolutely do not join this shit. One of uh, my great uncles watched his brother get literally cut in half with bullets. Um, Oof. In- yeah, but that's, that's the thing. Like, anyone, anyone who knows the horrors of war would not advocate yeah. for war. Like, like they don't. Like veterans hate war. Yeah. They, they really do. Um, but it, and it's just as I say, it's just the gammons that have never been to yeah. war themselves. It, it, They're like, oh, we'll do love it. Our forces get them. Come on, England. And like, and you see those videos online that go viral of like, oh, if like people in the actual army, like US or British military or whatever, like they're going up to each other. Go like, what would you say to a recruiter if you could talk to them? Right. Like, oh, you lied to me. Like this is shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I mean, especially, especially not to not to go into like another hyper political rant like I always do. Yeah. Um, but like in in the US, for example, it's like the one of the biggest jobs programs. Um, so like, I really do wish that you know one of the biggest jobs programs in the world wasn't 
a war machine. You know what I mean? Like if it yeah. was something that could actually contribute and like and help people. Well, that's what um, they do with the prey on poor people because it's like you can get your driving license to the army. You've got insurance. You've got all kinds of things. You've got job opportunities when you come out. You've got things to help veterans get into jobs and stuff like that. It's... Yeah, they offer they they offer like they offer things that is really hard for people to turn down. Yeah. Um, especially if they don't really have any other options, or if you know, there's because that's the thing though as well. Like sometimes your other options are a lot less appealing. If they say to you like, you know, you can either work uh, in a store or something like that for this money, or we can give you a lot more and also insurance and also this and that. Like, you know, a lot of people are going to do it, and then that's the thing when you when you interview them afterwards, they're like, I wish I hadn't fucking done this. Yeah. Like this, this sucks. And uh, so yeah, down with the war machine. Um. Fuck J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Fuck J.K. And read read Benjamin Button if you fancy a little. Yeah, if you want to have never read it, but shite. Yeah. yeah, just have a. Oh, watch the film. We watch his name. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah. No, Brad he's watched that God. film where Brad Pitt speaks in patois. Yeah, that was in Meet Joe Black. Everything's gonna be iry, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything gonna be iry. That's oh, that is the best. I have that saved as like a clip <laughs> on my computer. Just that exact clip, because it's so fucking funny. The, the, there's a whole thing online as well about how like Brad Pitt's accents are probably the worst in Hollywood. Like he is the worst actor uh, when it comes to accents. He can't do it. He can't do accents at all. No, I think my favorite accent of all time is Keanu Reeves trying to do a British accent in that Dracula. Film. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. Great, it's so bad, but because it's Keanu and it was like. I watched it like after I'd seen like Bill and Ted and all that stuff. It just works because you think, yeah, that's the sort. Maybe he's doing it on purpose because like it's like the 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 it is the worst one though that one from Meet Joe Black. Yeah. So I think in Meet Joe Black he plays like he plays like deaf, right? Like he's meant to be the Grim Reaper or some shit. I don't know. That's the whole point of it. Um, and he goes to like a hospital and there's like a like an older Jamaican lady. Yeah. Um, like you know, being admitted to the hospital or something like that. And it's just stone-faced Brad Pitt just looking at this lady and he just goes, everything going to be iry. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the hell? And even her face is like... like See, what is this? What are you saying to me? Yeah. Like, even her face is like, pardon? <laughs> but it's like a whole bit. It is. Yeah. It's like a whole beer. It's like no, no. Like man, stop. <laughs> like Brad, Brad, please. Brad, Brad, stop it. Bradley, Bradley, stop it. <laughs> like, oh, I'm at, uh, <laughs> I'm at, uh, I'm at bombshell. Right, Watch Meet Joe Black. <laughs> yeah. I think that does everything uh, for today. We should. Uh, yeah, I think I, 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 I get carried away in Brad Pitt's accents for ages. <laughs> um. Also, before we go, um. We'll probably talk about this more next time. Watch that um, trailer for that new film set in Ireland, if you like bad accents. I don't know the name of the film, but have you seen this trailer before? Have you seen it? God, it's so it's like, uh, let me find the name of it. I really need to, I really need to find it. It's called Wild Mountain Time, right? Okay. And the advert came out recently. So this is a film made in the year 2020, right? It's yeah. got Christopher Walken, John Hamm, uh, Emily Blunt, right? They're yeah. all doing Irish accents, and it's all fucking terrible. Yeah. It sounds so bad. 
it's really bad. Like Christopher Walken going, oh, to be sure. Like, it's, it's really, really bad. Sure, no one can see me in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, just watch the trailer for it. It's super funny just how bad the accents are. Really bad. I would like really, to really bad. end the podcast on this bit of uh, <laughs> I think I saw it earlier. Um, so I think Amazon were trying to broadcast some sports event recently. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And this is gold. It was between Ireland and Wales. I think it was either rugby or football. Rugby, yeah, it was rugby. Um, and they're like, and they started the tweet with because they're having technical difficulties. We apologize for the troubles. The troubles, yeah. Irish bloke retweeted was like, "You apologize for the troubles." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, there was, there was the other. What was the other tweet? Um, there was another one where they they said something like. Like, oh, it's only available in the UK. Yeah. I was doing like that. Um, and there's people commenting saying, like, Amazon of United Ireland. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, it was, <clears throat> they tweeted, thank you, thank you for that information. We apologize. Well, upon reviewing your location, you're in Northern Ireland. Rugby Autumn Nations Cup coverage exclusively available to Prime members based in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> and then the first response to that is come out ye package fans <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it, it's funny it's funny they 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 fumbled that one big time like twice though the the, the worst one is the sorry for the troubles <laughs> like just come on lad. like use use better terms come on use better terms about but I, I swear, look at the comments on that one where it says like exclusively available in the UK. There's so a, I've got one more <laughs> Irish call joke. <laughs> so there's um there's um because of the COVID and stuff, people are still allowed into stadiums, but it's reduced capacity. And um so, so they were showing at Windsor Park they had like a disinfectant pod where people walk in, it's like a tent and it sprays them with a like a mixture of water and disinfectant and stuff like that. And the caption was, uh, the disinfecting pod here at Windsor Park welcomes some of the 1,000 Northern Ireland fans allowed inside for tonight's Euro qualifying playoff versus Slovakia and some Catholic folk. <laughs> we tweeted it with, ha ha, gotcha. That's actually a baptism welcome to Catholicism. <laughs> I think I saw that one too. The, the 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 comments on this though, like whoever whoever's running, I, I feel bad for them, right? I always feel bad for people that have to run like support twitters and yeah. stuff. Because they just get inundated with the most stupid shit constantly. That's all they have to deal with. But I can't deny that this is super funny. Like someone yeah. commented on that of one saying, Amazon, can we get an independent Scotland to go with that United Ireland, pretty please? <laughs> and their response was, Thank you for reaching out to us. We'll be sure to pass your feedback along to the appropriate team. <laughs> like what? What are you saying? Like, what are you doing? It's, oh my god! Uh, and then someone put, "Thank you, comrade Amazon, help and a little <laughs> island flag." And they put, "You're welcome. Keep us posted for any further concerns." <laughs> and there's a picture as well of the. Oh no! There's a picture of like <laughs> the, the the dairy art mural thing. <laughs> you are now entering free delivery. <laughs> <laughs> with an Amazon Prime logo. God. Oh, they they fumbled that one. I mean, people are talking about it in yeah. one way. But oh my days. That's... Anyway. Oh, All right. God. I'll join you. <laughs> right. 
Uh, what are you up to this week, James? Um, I'll be streaming this week, as always. Um, Twitch.tv slash Jim You can find me on there. Um, most likely going to be doing, uh, if it arrives, which it should do, going to be doing like a PS4, PS4, PS5. <laughs> save um, yeah. PS4. I mean, I've, I've ordered a PS4, the new one. <laughs> That's what you wanted, isn't it, son? <laughs> so I've uh, I've got PS5 coming on Thursday. Um, I'm probably going to do like an unboxing stream of that. Yes. Um, we'll unbox it. We'll get it set up. We'll you know test it out. Play Astro's Playroom. Play some Demon Souls. So that should be really fun. Um, yeah. Other than that, you know, follow me twitch.tv slash um, You can get me on Twitter as well, twittercom TV. You'll find all my updates on there. You'll find pictures of uh, an orangutan plushie that I'm going to put up in a bit. For a little bit of, you know, a little bit of orangutan daily. A little bit of monkey for you. Um, but yeah, PS5, big thing. Big things. Cool. And as always, I'm just on Twitter. Doing articles here and there. Um, mostly I'm just going to be playing Destiny 2 as I've gotten back into it recently. And yeah, that's me. Write an article about my fat cock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yep, on that bombshell. Uh oh, stinky. This is the final episode of Death <laughs> Yeah. This this is it. We're getting a uh, barred off the web. Spotify are coming for me. Um I've been informed that I've received a guest slot on the uh, Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to my outlandish claims. Uh, um, <laughs> my opinions on cricket uh, cricket have made me a <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan's like get this guy on. <laughs> Get him on. Right. Have you ever tried DMT? Goodbye, everyone. Have a good one, everybody. Have a good week. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.